All right, welcome back, Underground. Last week we hung out with Alan Hirsch, just talking about what it looks like to to have a DNA that is mission focused, and talking about um, characteristics of movement globally throughout history. Uh, today, it's, we're going to continue the conversation that we sort of started last week of the seven marks of movement. The first one, uh, dynamic, world-changing vision and culture. Alan and I talked, I say Alan and I, it was Alan, uh, <laughs> talked talked about that. Um, and we're going to dive into, just kind of roll through the next, uh, hopefully the next six here. But if we can dive in and get geeky, but Alan, welcome back again, Thank you, my brother. friend. It's good to be back. So glad you're here, man. This is such a blessing for you to be here uh, in Kansas City. And we talked about just the, oh man, the impact that you've had both on this network, um, on me personally. You know, I know you and Rob are really close. Yeah. Uh, so, brother, just appreciate all that you have offered us, yeah. and so even your time right now. Thank so. you. It's good. It's a joy. Right my on. My privilege. Right on. Um, by the way, we didn't really get your story much. You're originally from Australia, right? No, actually, originally from South Africa. South Africa, yeah. okay. There you yeah, go. Jewish heritage in South Africa, escaped and went to Australia. Okay, how old were you when you were? Uh, 22. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, and, but I'm in Aussie now. Gosh, I'm 63, so 20, mm -hmm. 41 years in Aussie. Yeah. Right but on. then I spent 14 years here, so heck, I don't know where I'm from. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and we talked about, you know, Alan, it's one of those, you can you can Google him and find about 400 books that he's been a part of yeah, in, yeah. Some, in some way. Um, but The Forgotten Ways was, uh, I mean, you, Shaping of Things to Come was before that, right? Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Shaping of Things to Come, 2003. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you and Michael Frost. And then uh, Forgotten Ways, uh, we talked a lot about last podcast, just a significant book. Um, and for, for me personally, and I know for so many people man so uh some of that we're just touching on yeah some of the main concepts of that book already yeah. um where did where did the marks of movement dive like where where did you kind of get that language and right. framework well partly because my obsession has been the whole issue of movement um uh and what they are how they work how you activate them how you guide them how they sustain uh don't just spark and disappear yeah. and in fact i currently lead uh, a part of a movement uh, organization called Movement Leaders Collective. Well, that kind of gives us away. Yeah. <laughs> we in, Within that, we have a thing called the 100 Movements. Yeah, so yeah. I think you, you're getting a theme here. That's I'm a pretty obsessive. about movement. Movement like. okay. is my thing, right? So, and I think God has like tapped me on the shoulder to uh, particularly um, steward that idea, you know, mm -hmm. and to, to help the church kind of rethink itself from the primarily paradigm of what I would call an institutional understanding, and I don't mean that as a bad way, it is a form of God's people, but a very different way of organizing and comparing that to the idea of movement, which is a much more fluid, dynamic, and adaptive form of organization and um, how, you, how people together make a difference. Um, so all forms of organization are trying to work together. It's just that movements are a different way, but they're very effective. Yeah. When they can happen, and and um, and there's factors that can be brought together to make them happen. Right so on. that's kind of my, it's what God has called me particularly to to I guess help. Yeah, you know. and, the, and so the first mark uh, around that conversation when we talked about last week was a dynamic world changing vision in culture. I mean, leaders, people who are even ready to the point to die for to, die. to believe in, yeah. run hard after yeah. this. So the second one, it's held together by committed relationships. And shared purpose. Yeah. So a, a, a quick way of saying this is that uh, relationships are really important. 
so again, if you go the alternative, they tended to kind of we hire people, and it's transactional. We're giving you money, right. uh, and yes, you're my friend, kind of, um, but primarily I'm paying you, and it changes the the, the power dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're my boss, um, you know, um, yeah, you're my boss. I can't quite, you know, right. it's not quite the same thing, you know. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, you know, you you have power over me in the sense that you you can withdraw that money or you can increase it. So it changes our relationship. So, mm-hmm. so what movements change the world? Well, you know, like in, let's go back to China. So when under severe persecution, they end, there's, not, there's no headquarters, there's no people paying salaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are just doing their thing, right? And uh, it seems to survive. And they say, well, that's, you know, won't survive for long. Yes, it does. Actually, early church survived for 300 years like that. Mm-hmm. With you know moderate places, times of moderation, but times you know it was quite severe persecution. So um, it keeps that kind of stuff down. So relationships, friendships, bonding um, is very very important uh, yeah. for for movements. And so um, you know cultivate this. Don't go too transactional. I know that money has to be part of the deal. You know, particularly yeah. in the West. Da da da. I get it. But honestly, one of the biggest factors in in hindering movement is sometimes the uh, how you figure out the money factor. So yeah, I would yeah. say for a lot of people trying to work it out, get the financial model right. Uh, and there are ways that movements can, can fund themselves very effectively. Yeah. Just think differently about it. Don't go hierarchical. Yeah. Man, I've been around a lot of global uh, disciple-making movements where you get money from the West and it just shuts it, it down. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, we, money complicates things. Yeah, it does. And I get that you work for somebody and they're... You know, it's just like money just makes yeah. things complicated. It changes so. the power differential yeah. big time. Yeah, so yeah. when you have more, maybe even flattened leadership model, yeah. you have more of accountability yeah. uh, than, you know, su- submission to leadership. Yeah. There really, you're right, there's yeah. a different partnership yeah. that comes with yeah. that, which yeah. is, I think partnership is, is a great word for it. Okay, so that's that's number two of um, marks of movement. And by the way, we could, I mean, on any of these things go, there's a book in each. I'm not saying I've written one, but there is a book in each. There's, there's, yeah. You can go down any of these as kind of like, you know, uh, wormholes, you know. They can, But yeah, we're not doing that. I'm just saying that there's more can be said. What is there, if there is a book that pops up in your mind, either one you've written or one you'd reference, feel free at one. any point. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh man, I said that, but now I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> no, that's true. I'm terrible at remembering. I know that people, uh, yeah, I've got a very bad recollective memory. Oh, it's all good, my brother. Okay, so the number number three, and it feels like we're moving fast, but I just want to, at any point, we could dive deep into one of these, and right. so I'll just keep moving, is number three, um, movements are, are DNA-based organizations yeah. what do you mean by that okay so this is interesting but um uh, and the, the best metaphor and this is actually it shouldn't be hard for us to understand um but uh, your body um is an absolute th- i mean it's a mind-boggling miracle of organization mm-hmm. so um on average the human body has about uh, a mature human body has about 32 trillion that is with a t trillion cells uh, in it, there's no boss CEO cell telling what the other cells should do. None. Mm. It's completely self-organizing. Mm-hmm. And why is that the case? How does it do it? Because it's of DNA, and DNA is the common factor in every cell. So in your you scrape your toe cell, darned if it hasn't got your brain code in it. What the heck is it doing down there? Mm. Um, and well, because actually each cell contains the potential for the whole. And there's something there about a metaphor for us to be able to 
pay attention yeah, to. Beautiful, yeah. Now that's 32 trillion cells. There's never been a movement that got to 32 trillion because it's mm -hmm. not even the world population. Yeah. So I'm saying pay attention there. And, and so DNA is the kind of the your genetics of organizations. It's the core things that maintain your identity as you multiply. Uh, and and so we, you know, we try to help movements to really work that out. Work out your DNA, mm. and then and and make sure you then fractalize them throughout the organization. That yeah. that they literally become, they they like your DNA in every part and cell. Well, yeah. and that really bleeds into number four, right? I mean, is is each part can reproduce but the yeah, whole, that's right? Yeah. Right. I mean, so like, yeah, if every if if everyone has the DNA, yeah. Uh, that like I remember the first time I, I went into a specific ministry setting and I was pretty nervous and I was I was walking with a partner and they looked at me and they said you're fully equipped to do the work here right. and there was something about that that was like man not only not only is the Holy Spirit dwelling within me and I'm fully equipped as a as disciple maker as it's I'm also I'm part of something bigger than myself yeah, yeah. Um, and knowing I know like that I I'm actually a part of a system like, uh, I don't know the language I've been using recently as people have been talking to us about Kansas city is like, you know, some of the fruit that we're beginning to see. I've been using the word ecosystem, Yeah, you know, like helping. I feel like it's not just that we have this tactic of disciples making disciples or this tactic of micro churches or this language that helping create an ecosystem in Kansas city that, um, yeah. Everything is supported, yeah. you know, and that is, you know, I feel like that's some of what you're talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Just yeah, the uniqueness that's right. of that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, that's right. So uh, systems are really, uh, we, 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 most of us are very, very linear thinkers and we don't think mm -hmm. like systems, but I would argue that's a, a blind spot that creates real problems in mm -hmm. leading organizations because they're all systems. There's everything connected to right. and things are producing problems that often are not what you think. And there's actually quite a lot of books on this in, in organizational mm -hmm. theory and systems theory. A good one to start, actually, is Peter Senge's Fifth Discipline, which is a systems thinking book. Very accessible and very br brilliant. Seminal. There's more that's developed from that, but mm. you can get that you know, yeah. easily. Uh, but all that to say, yes, uh, DNA, systems thinking uh, becomes, uh, at least for leaders, going to become more and more important mm -hmm. an issue. You know, which obviously all of these kind of bleed into one another because the, the next one is, is structure. The marks of a movement is the structure as a decentralized network. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd loved it. Yeah, I know that you and Rob wrote a book on this yeah. idea. It was like, how do you how do you stay organic, um, not hierarchical, not controlling? Right. Um, how do you but and be really intentional about that while also be super intentional about creating a system that is yeah. in itself decentralized. Like it's, it's somehow balancing this organic in the structured yeah. way. And I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so networks, uh, the key idea there is that, you know, uh, networks become the important thing rather than a uh, more hierarchical forms of organization. Networks are every agent is somewhat free and independent but not well they are mm -hmm. but they kind of belong to something bigger than themselves yeah. and then you know like you guys use the word hubs so hub is classic network language mm -hmm. nodes hubs uh, and you know which are just a node might be a, a few small relationships kind of together but a hub is a kind of more concentrated form of it mm -hmm. you'll find that in networks and this gosh this is like geeky again too let's but, do it let's do um, it 
you know, these play inc- incredibly important in connecting others. Yeah, so con- the yeah. connection factors. Uh, they, they're complex to hold together, by the way. Networks require a certain kind of leadership. And again, this raises the issue of the apostolic. We raised last week, um, particularly as the translocal networker. Um, you have to have translocal capacities if you're going to go movemental. Because otherwise the thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. Or you just say, well, we'll birth babies, we won't have anything to do with them. Well, that's very irresponsible too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, some are responsible for your, the generations that come after you yeah. if you're starting them, right? So parenting, good example. You, you don't have babies and don't care for them. So the, this idea of translocal networking becomes very critical. By the mm-hmm. way, I should leverage off the, the, the one just before about each part can reproduce the whole. You can do serious double dives into this and mm-hmm. it's called holographic organization for those who want to go down there but but we simply use the, the you know you guys we use the metaphor of starfish yeah. and you know the starfish or the spider as a good comparison to the thing about the starfish again I'm not laboring this because you guys all know this stuff the starfish can each part can reproduce the whole now in other words each agent in the system is equipped enough to be able to kind of do so you don't over specialize you don't you have everyone's got to be a generalist to be able to kind of be able to do all the functions of ecclesia or church so you train everyone to do that and you you know um um yes it's so that and and so that each of them is you 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 working more and more towards being starfish like yeah so cut a piece off it can do everything yeah 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 so so many of the ways that we lean into those concepts, you know, of like trying to to release and empower the everyday person, um, but providing regular opportunities for coaching and for belonging. And I will say, man, that's just one of the hardest balances to figure out, yeah. right? Like in some ways that the things that are most exciting about what what's happening in Kansas City is that it's decentralized. Yeah. The, prob- the, ma- the vast majority, maybe not, the probably the majority of people within microchurches all over our city don't necessarily even know that they're part of yeah. a bigger yeah. picture. I mean, they might hear references here and there, but they're with their people in their right. place. Um, and that's beautiful. But at the same time, it's, it's like, fragile. Oh yeah. It feel, and it's so hard to communicate. Yeah, it is very it's, difficult. It's so hard to, so that is a constant, like there's, there's such hope and such beauty yeah. in the decentralization, but like there's definitely things that are frustrating about Movements it. Movements are very, I mean, networks are very fragile form of organization. That's yeah. why we very, reluctant to go there they uh, networks can be often the start of something or the end of something mm-hmm. uh, what we call in the fuzzy set it doesn't have a clear center or circumference yeah. um, so I think that they, again it goes to the DNA and the vision that begin to bind you together the vision will hold you in that the DNA will kind of create the practices that, that are cohesive mm. um, um, discipleship will ensure that people are not just doing their own agendas um, yep. The beautiful thing about systems, uh, you know, ecosystems, they're self-organized, right? Mm. Your body, again, is another good example. There are uh, rogue cells in your body right now that if they would reproduce at mm. too much of a rate, they would become cancerous. Yeah. Your body does this regularly. Every day it cleans them out. It recognizes something wrong. The other cells around it will close in around it, and mm. then they take mm. it out. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just automatically built into it. But, yeah. Our, our problem, Corey, is that, and I really think this is the big issue, for most of us in the West, again, 
this, the ideas of movement, as much as I, we're trying to make them sound complicated, are actually quite simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, uneducated peasants in China pulled it off pretty effectively. Yep, uh, the, what is hard for us, bro, is escaping the old ideas that keep us bound to the old system. Right. That is the challenge. Yep. It's not getting the new ideas are simple. Uh, it should be relatively easy to grasp. Um, the old ideas are the problem. Yeah. And, and that's really where we, we need to escape from those old ideas. Yeah. Uh, old ideas, both from, you know, just church structure, yep. leadership structure, uh, but it also bleeds into the culture. I mean, mo- yeah. most of the people in our microchurches that are unchurched beforehand, I mean, yeah. they, c- they, they can identify that, like, this is their people. You yeah. know, this is why they're here. This is their, quote unquote, maybe church. But even they are informed in some ways by some of these Well, systems. why? Because in America, everyone knows what church is, right? It's everyone's got it born again in their family somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the problem is that, and the in the images on 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 media is that you know they well that's the guys with the funny collars or you know the weird mm-hmm. clothing or the mm-hmm. guy with the Bible and you know preaching. Yeah. They they got an image of church. Well, it's a building. Yeah. So actually, even the unchurched, so to speak, are actually quite churched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have to tell a different story, bro. Yeah. You got to keep telling that story, otherwise the old story will begin to dominate. Oh, that absolutely. Where's the services? You know, let's go to worship services. Well, figure that out with the New Testament church. They didn't have all that stuff. Yeah. And they got it together. So we got to think very different. Again, yeah. this is why I think it's a problem of leadership, largely. Oh man, I just I was hearing someone in. Um, well, in my microchurch, I'll just say that they they've had a, some church experience in their background, not much. And hearing her describe what we do in our house, to, she was describing to someone else, just brought the biggest smile to my face because it was she was basically describing family, you know, yeah. and and the difference. Like she was like, we used to try to make every excuse to not have to go and sit in this this row and hear someone talk. Um, now we we well, like, we come in our pajamas. We meet Sunday mornings. Um, and we just get to be with our, with the people, with yeah. people, you know, and there was this, this description of, it was, it was beautiful. Um, and, but they're informed still by yeah. some of the old system, but yeah. the, the fruit of yeah. what they're living into is a stronger narrative, yeah. I think, yeah. um, or it's worth leaning into two more. Um, so good. All right. We got two more and then two we're, more. and then we're oh my gosh. All right. So number, we're rolling. Number six mark of a movement that are inherently adaptive. Yeah, this is a reason we, uh, well, movements are made to move, right? That's why they call movements, right? They move in. And Brilliant. the thing is about moving is that you're crossing, uh, often you're crossing a kind of, you're pioneering across cultural barriers all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. because the, the vision will keep you pushing outwards. Okay. Uh, and again, God's mission being the primary driver, uh, that's, well, until that's done, we, we you know, that's only when Jesus comes back. So we, that thing keeps you going. And the thing is that because movements are organized around that vision, mm. it means that you're crossing boundaries, and you have to be. You have to be adaptive, because yep. what worked, you know, back there ain't going to work here, uh, necessarily. Yeah. So there's principles you've got to be worked worked out, and so, yeah, there's naturally adaptive. They also experiment like mad because, again, you have to find new forms and new ground. Yeah. So that it's an R&D. It's built in R&D. Yeah. 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 So that's it's it. Someone apostolic like myself just gets so pumped about yeah. that idea of like every network in the city. It's like, ooh, we get to have another yeah. little R&D. Yeah, but I love yeah. it because what you're doing here, man, I'm telling you that, you know, each of the hubs that I've been to is so different. Yeah. And yet they are, you know, got the common practices. So you've got the DNA 
but there's wonderful difference. I mean, no, it's yeah. it's quite remarkable, actually. Yeah, I mean, you really got to take on the skin. Um, I mean, sometimes quite literally, if it's skin color yeah. or the people yeah. group. Yeah. Um, other times, just like the the way of yeah. in, a, in an area, yeah. and um, yeah, and I mean, we're seeing when we see churches emerge in that area, it's like we're not trying to make them like this other network. No. But at the same time, our, our way of is the same. We're going to yeah, look yeah, to Jesus. Yeah. We're going to discover yeah. who he is and, and how to obey And the principles that guide you, uh, which your, your DNA are at the core, that are, are, are determining certain behaviors that I think are survivable and mm. repeatable. And Yeah, it's, it's, again, doing it well. I'm impressed. Well, thanks, brother. Well, hey, we didn't we didn't make it up. So um, I will say this. I was overseas once, and uh, I won't even say where, but there was— there was this large, beautiful, clearly Western church building. It uh, driving by, and I was asking the locals, "Oh, what's that?" And they're like, "Oh, they explain it was this denomination that came in, built it ten years ago, and it's just completely empty. It's just this big building that does nothing, kind of in the middle of nowhere." Uh, and it just it makes me laugh because we we so want to just yeah. put our form. You know, we want to reproduce our yeah. our form if it's appropriate yeah. or not. You yeah. know, and I yeah. think that touches a lot of just yeah. what we're talking about. That's it's like we're not adaptive. Yeah, and that's also yeah. like I say, a geek geek moment. Uh, incarnational mission is the mother of adaptive ecclesiology. Oh, okay, say that again. <laughs> incarnational mission is the mother of adaptive ecclesiology. In other words, if you have to incarnate into different settings, that's where you invent. Come up with new forms. Yeah, it's the mother. That's good. Um, yeah, so you have to, you have to be adaptive. Yeah, and, and as you're crossing cultures. All right, last one here, and uh, again building off of the one before, but uh, last mark of movement: but reproducing and reproducible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is uh, pretty pretty straightforward. I mean, like the, kind of implied in some of the others, reproducing. Uh, well, you know, I think movements have to reproduce and they're built on it. I think scalability is the word I use now a lot. They have to be scalable. And uh, often to do this, you have to, to, to multiply, you have to first simplify. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and so, because you can't s- scale complex forms. Mm-hmm. It's very expensive. They don't scale, have you noticed, right? So you know, most forms of ecclesia in the West uh, are very, very unscalable. Yeah. And again, education requirements as well as the budgetary requirements just don't make make for it. Mm-hmm. Buildings don't know, it's expensive and, and it can't scale because and the every average person can't do it. So it's right. it's professionalist, and that's the problem. So reproducing is a commitment to reproduction and to to scalability. Reproducible is making sure that what you're doing can be scaled. Mm-hmm. If you can't scale it, if it doesn't easily reproduce, don't do it because you're factoring into your system things that are going to block you later on. Mm-hmm. So it's a simple thing. Um, pay it forward uh, is often the image I use, you know, the, mm-hmm. the movie. And yeah. you should watch it if you haven't. It's mm-hmm. old now, but it's a brilliant movie about mm-hmm. don't pay me back, pay it forward to three people, don't pay me back, pay it forward to three people, and it just goes on from yeah. there. So yeah. uh, that's how movements take place. You know, don't make it so complicated that the average dedicated disciple can't pull it off. Yeah, that's good. Like, I feel like that is from the top even though we're not even talking about hierarchy uh from leadership to the everyday person living on mission in their neighborhood is that if it's not if it's not reproducible then we're not probably living into a movement dynamic um and that's a conviction of that many of us have shared even on this podcast of like even when i was making disciples 
I was just, it's too complicated, right? It was, it was based off of the knowledge that I had. Or yeah. um, if I'm doing church, it's too complicated. It's yeah. based off of the seven years of education that I yeah. went through yeah. and all the things. Um, and we look to the New Testament, we look to global movements yeah. historically, and it's, it's usually ordinary people, yeah. Yeah. you know? And again, this on the, on the discipleship thing is that um, don't do one-on-one. Um, yeah. It's not reproducible. Yeah. In fact, it's going to bog you down very quickly. So to work with groups like Jesus did. That's right. So you know, there's different ways you can do that. There's some good insights coming from movements and that. So don't do one on one. That's a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can, but don't don't make that your standard. Don't form. make it your only thing, your main yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Plant the gospel in groups, mentoring groups, yeah. disciple groups. Three, four, seven. Uh, you know all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. Twelve. Oh, absolutely, man. Always bringing someone with you in general, uh, yeah. you're going to be able to reproduce yeah, that's it. Right. And it also keeps it in front of you. It's like, I need to remember that this needs to be reproducible yeah. to the point that I'm modeling it for someone that I can't just yeah. be too complicated. Yeah. And and you you usually know when you're around the people who um making it too complicated. <laughs> and it's like, I, I find myself around those pockets a lot. And I'm just like, you know, it's a conversation later. Yeah. Put your arm around them and be like, dude, you're awesome. I love how much you know. Uh, but remember... You know, we need to make this reproducible. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm just going to go through one last time uh, before I say thanks and goodbye to our friend Alan. But uh, seven marks of movement. Number one, dynamic world changing vision and culture. Number two, held together by committed relationships and shared purpose. Number three, our DNA based organizations. Number four, each part can reproduce the whole. Number five, structure as a decentralized network. Six, are inherently adaptive. And lastly, number seven, are reproducing and reproducible. Um, I hope this was helpful for you all as you got to sit and, and just listen to, uh, yeah, man, one of the, pro- I mean, I, I don't want to build you up too much here, Alan, but one of the most significant voices in just understanding dynamics of movement uh, on a both large and small scale. I uh, hope this is, yeah, both practical and uh, informative for you. And, and Alan, I just want to give this, your, kind of you have the last word here, brother. Is there something, even your time in Kansas City, or you know, often we'll end a podcast with basically saying, if, if the Lord would have a word for you to speak over uh, this network, um, this city, I want to just kind of give that moment for you to kind of speak that. And usually I ramble here for a second so you can think about it. Um, but yeah, man, we'd love to just give you the floor for the last 30 seconds or a minute or so to speak whatever you feel like the Lord has. I think, um, I think again, <laughs> not having enough time to think of that, but <laughs> uh, my, my instinct would simply say, I think you're doing it so well, and it's there's a level of instinct, but there's clever leadership going on behind it, which is really good. But trust trust the the leadership. I think it's 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 uh, it's it's really good. Um, and humble. I've seen it this yeah. week, and it's beautiful. Hmm. Uh, I say, you know, I'm hanging out with Robert, and I mean, I've known him for a long time, and I, I've always loved the man. But I tell you what, my my love and respect for the dude has gone up, like, mm. like seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a, you know, poetry in motion. I would simply say, uh, and you're also coming to a level, I think, of inflection point where like, how do you organize to the next level? Mm-hmm. And so, um, carefully negotiate this as you go into the next level. So you go into you know, you, you go. How do you keep your your DNA together? Work at that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big issue. Use APES to the max uh, mm-hmm. at every level of organization. 
Uh, and I think, you know, follow, again, follow the MDNA dynamics and I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right, brother. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for your wisdom and your time. And we will talk to you later. Thanks, brother. All the way. Thanks for listening to the Underground Podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement that leads to the emergence of microchurches in every network within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.